This is the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast by Hunter Beal. How's it going, everyone? Back with another podcast episode. Today is 15-minute Friday, something that I'm trying new. We'll see if I make it a regular thing, if you guys like it and whatnot. But today's topic of discussion is going to be on a book that I read, Lynchpin. And giving credibility where credibility is due, book's called Lynchpin by Seth Godin, which is on my website. You guys should definitely check out my website with all the book recommendations I have. It's in my Instagram bio. So go check that out that, um, and just use the link that is on the website to the book. So linchpin, the main thing that we're going to be talking about is, are you indispensable? Dispensable being you are easy to replace, indispensable meaning you are very hard to replace. If you follow instructions, you are replaceable. Highly skilled people are not needed to manufacture products anymore. Manufacturers are split into many phases to where unskilled people can do simple tasks. Ten pen makers, which are poorly trained, could make more pens than one pro pen maker. Think about that. So when manufacturing and production is changing, these simpler tasks, these people can people that are unskilled, untrained, and with they don't have to have any experience. They learn to do it and they get faster over time. But 10 pen makers that are terribly trained and they're not that good at what they do at first can make more than one pro pen maker, which just makes sense. Lynch pens are un- indispensable, so they get the best jobs. You need to have motivation to become a linchpin. Pour all your energy, heart and soul into your work. It's like an artist, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Don't need instructions yet. Find their own instructions. And they solve their problems and do it with flair and passion. And you'll gain reputation from this. They, the linchpins gain reputation from doing these types of things. One of the references that I saw in a book, which was very interesting, was the statement, the lizard brain generates fear to stop you from becoming a linchpin. Lizard brain being people that are going to make you become people that are replaceable. Basically what school is doing, teaching you every every rule. You need a number two pencil. You need to follow these and these rules. You need to follow these instructions. You can't do it without instructions. That's what Seth is referring to, the lizard brain. So what is kind of a linchpin? I know I kind of described it a little bit, but going more in depth, linchpins are brave enough to stand out from the crowd. Stay average is going to keep you in the same spot. So you have to become a linchpin, especially people that, you know, want to make a living and get a decent amount of money and live financially free. You have to be a linchpin. You can't be replaceable. So many jobs today are replaceable. You can work at McDonald's, Taco Bell, Menards, obviously all these retail stores and fast food places are highly replaceable, very easy to be replaced. Plenty of workers, very saturated. But even the higher up jobs, like uh, a salesperson, you can be replaced. There's another guy that can sell the same amount of stuff, if not more than you. So you have to become a linchpin. And I described a little bit like you need motivation, pour all your energy and heart and soul into it. You need to uh, do it without instructions, solve your own problems, and do it with flair and passion. And by that, you gain reputation. I just wanted to state that again because I think that is very important. 
Next thing is you don't let your fears stop you. Make the choice to become a linchpin. And an example of this is school has made us follow instructions like I just stated. In school, you get detention if you don't follow instructions. So we're taught to follow these instructions. When you get older and you get a job, you still have this, if you don't follow this instructions, you will have a consequence, which is why you don't want to stand out when you actually should. So how do you quit this fear? How to quit fear? One, stop indulging it. Two, pursue multiple paths and set multiple goals. Very important. You have to overcome your fears and the conscious decision doing so. You have to acknowledge your fear and then move on. It's always going to be there, that fear. But be like, hey, you know what? This fear is there. Maybe I haven't speaked in front of 500 people. It's there. But I'm going to move on. I'm going to have to do this anyways. Another thing is pour emotional labor into your job and make it a platform for your art. Artists are vastly different. Everyone that changes an emotion is an artist. For example, a customer service rep that is able to get an angry customer to become a happy customer is just as much as an artist as Picasso. So you can't be an artist if you just show up and do the bare minimum. That is dispensable. You are able to be replaced. There's emotional labor. You have to put your heart and soul into what you do. And that's why you have to be passionate about it because you aren't able to pour the emotional labor into whatever you do. If you're not passionate about it, you also have to make autonomous choices without clear instructions because in you're very dispensable. If you just follow instructions, everyone can follow instructions on doing things. But if you come up with your own instructions and you solve your own problems, you become more indispensable, which is a higher pay for you. Another point is true artists get stuff done. They ship. I'll explain that in just a second. <laughs> so you have to consistently produce. That's what I'm trying to do with the podcasts. Consistently put a minimum of two podcast episodes out a week. And sometimes it's tough and I'm spending a lot of time. I'm entrepreneurial management major and two minors, residential property management and construction management. It's a lot of work plus podcast plus fraternity, all this other stuff, family, friends, all this stuff. It's very hard, but I know, and Gary V preaches it as well, that you have to consistently produce. That's why artists don't worry about having bad ideas. They turn into failures. As long as you can produce art, good ideas will be made. Failing is the loss of success. Products must be shipped or they won't be bought. You must be willing to take a chance. And I know when you're thinking of chance, you're like, well, I could get criticized. You fear you might get criticized or laughed at. This is called restraints and is what causes procrastination and self-doubt a hundred percent. Acknowledge the restraint. You will fail and you will be criticized sooner than later, but don't. Don't stop producing and shipping. How, think about it. Picasso, there's so many paintings we don't know, and he had to make so many paintings and art until he finally got his first blow up. Same thing with 
who made Halo? I believe it was Rihanna. Forgive me if it wasn't. But she didn't have that big boom. You know, there was hundreds of other songs before Halo blew up and she became this super big pop star. So you have to produce and be consistent with content in order to succeed in what you do. Another point is, in order to succeed today, you must give genuine gifts. Genuine gifts that are given without expectation and not manipulating someone, the person is talked about and the givers are rewarded. To summarize this book, you can't succeed today by not being remarkable and just following instructions. You must must be a linchpin. Linchpins are like artists. They see their work as a platform for their art and pour their emotional labor into their work every day, every single day. They give genuine gifts and don't have expectations to giving the gift. You feel a lot better when you give something that's genuine and you don't have any expectations. Gary Vee talks about this so much and preaches it. It's where I got it from him. And then when I saw it reestablished in linchpins, it definitely raised an ear. I'm like, I've heard that before. Gary Vee said this. So it was nice to see that reestablishing point to give genuine gifts and have zero expectations. I personally try to not have any expectations and that's how I'm happy 24 seven, 365 around the clock, every day, night, hour, minute, second. That's how I'm happy. I don't have expectation for other people because once you put expectations on people, now there is expectations that, you know, someone has to do or they get fired, right? But I don't have expectations for people. Like I do a kind gesture. I don't expect someone to give something back to me. You shouldn't have that expectation. If you give your friend a ride, if you help a friend working out, you know, whatever it may be, you don't have expectations that they'll pay you or give you something back. You'll feel a lot better about yourself and be thus more happier when you don't have expectations for things. So not just giving gifts, but having expectations in general, I think shouldn't normally be had if you do something for someone. My overall thoughts on The Lynchpen by Seth Godin is a 10 out of 10 without a doubt. It's probably top five books I've read. Like I said, it's in my bio on my Instagram page, on my website, you can just click the link and it takes you straight to the book. I think one of, which is a future podcast that I'm gonna come out with, it, which is investing and people are gonna be like, well, okay, stocks, blah, blah, blah. No, the greatest investment, and I've seen it time over time in so many books and from the wisest business people is investing your time into knowledge, which is reading, watching documentary, whatever it is, whatever you're doing, getting more information, more knowledge, you have to be able, willing to grind in and out, and you have to become indispensable in the midst of it. If you don't, you don't complain when you have a nine to five job doing what Joe, average Joe does, making 45 grand a year. Now that's not a bad thing. If you're comfortable with that, you know, you should go after that. If you, if you're passionate about working a nine to five and doing this job and making 45,000 or 30, even 30,000, 20,000 a year, then you know what? You're winning. You're happy. As long as you're happy, you need to do what you got to do. But if you're working that 20,000 to 35,000 nine to five job, 
then you need to become indispensable and you will be a highly, highly, incredibly high worth asset and to that company if you are indispensable, which means, again, you cannot be, you're very hard to replace. I remember when I know someone that when they quit their job, that the company was so upset about it. Like they weren't angry or anything, but they were literally the the guy's boss was crying because they were losing him. And right then and there, when he was telling me that story, I was like, you're a linchpin. You are indispensable. They need you. And it's very hard to find someone who works as hard as you that puts their heart, soul, motivated to do this, doesn't need instructions, solves the problems. And that's what makes you indispensable. If you are fine with working a nine to five and you're happy, again, do what makes you happy. By all means, you are winning. You'll be happier than the guy that's making a million dollars a year that hates his company or job or whatever it is. You got to do what you're passionate about it. And I'll preach that to the day I die because I understand wisdom when I hear it. And it's been repeated to me so many times and it's locked into my head. I have to do what I'm passionate about. That's why I'm making the podcast. That's why I'm working on my company, Simpler Livings, a tiny home rental company. I know this is a 15-minute podcast, but I'm trying to make them as compact as possible, just sugarcoating my opinions in it, and I think this 15-minute Friday is going to be pretty successful. Let me know what you guys think, and I'll keep on doing this. This one's going to be a little bit short, about a minute short, but I want you guys to have a good Friday and hustle this weekend, whether it be going to Goodwill and copping some thrifts and selling it on eBay, whatever it may be. Make your hustle. People are happy to be off on the weekend when in reality, that's my overtime. That's when I'm putting in the damn work. I'm working more harder Saturday and Sunday than I am Monday through Friday. And I do work hard, but I just, I don't have class. I'm able to do things and be more productive and I don't have necessarily a schedule. So I just work all day and night. Love what I do and I'm passionate about it. I wake up every morning with a smile on my face because I love what I'm doing and I'm passionate about it. I love you guys. Let me know if you guys need any help. Shoot me a DM, text, email, whatever it may be. With that being said, cue the outro. This was the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Become indispensable. Take the risk. I'll see you guys on the next episode.